Yes, he is. Thank you, Lord. Do you know that I, as your pastor, want you blessed? Do you know that's why I share the messages that I share before we take up an offering? I don't want it to ever be a religious thing to us. I want it to be something we do in accordance with the Bible. Why is that? Because then we know we'll get results. I was just thinking and pondering this yesterday about how God has always come through for my wife and I. And, you know, we've been tithers from the get-go. Even when it didn't seem like we could afford to do it, we did it. And there were times that we would, um, you know, have you ever heard about people searching in their couch for loose change and stuff like that? We literally were searching in our house for loose change. We had to find, as when we got coins and everything, just so we could pay our rent and take care of some of our bills. That's where we were at. I had to sell my, uh, my ring that I got from Rama just so we could pay our rent and pay our bills. But we kept tithing, and we kept taking God at his word. And it wasn't before too long we were able to get to the place where that never had to happen again. And it, had to, it took some uh, serious learning on our behalf. We had to learn to cut up credit cards. We had to learn to live within a budget. Remember that nice word, budget? So many people try to live beyond their budget and then wonder why they don't have enough. God has not only promised to bless us, prosper us, but he also expects us to walk in wisdom. Hello. You know, I, I, I've, heard of some, I've heard of this happening. It hasn't happened here to the best of my knowledge. I don't recall it happening. Um, where, well, actually it has happened. That's right. I remember that now, Lord. Where people will write checks to the church and you could take that check and go play basketball with it because it bounces. Hello? And I'm not trying, if that's, it's not any of you, so don't think I'm thinking about you. Happened way back at the beginning of this church. But the point I'm trying to say is, is don't think that by writing a big check and you don't have the amount to cover it, that's living by faith. That's living by foolishness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, there will be times that God will ask you to give beyond what you normally would give and what really stretches you where your faith is concerned. But God is never wanting to take something away from you. God is always trying to get something to you. He wants you to be blessed be, to be a blessing. And once you start to do it God's way, that's when you're going to find the blessings coming and the blessings coming. But see, you got to be keep doing it, what? God's way. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. And pretty soon, man, you're going to find that you'll sow a seed and before you even get it in the offering bucket, someone taps you on the shoulder and says, the Lord told me to give you this. And it's a check for $10,000. And you just stretch yourself and gave a check for $1,000. How many think that would be a good deal? Amen. I mean, I, I, I know that uh, sometimes I, I don't, I very rarely watch the business side of the news, but sometimes I watch and I, you know, I listen to a little bit about the stock market and I am, phew, that's over my head. I'm just going to be honest with you. I understand it to a certain degree, but I could, if you wanted to come to me and tell me which stock you should purchase, don't. Because that, I mean, I, Unless I've been in my closet praying and seeking the face of God and God told me, I want you to sow into this and buy this stock. 
then I would do it, and then I'd probably let other people know about it. But still, you don't ever and should never do something like that. But the point I'm trying to get to is the stock market. How many have seen what's happened in the stock market? All the gains that have happened have now been lost uh, since this current administration. And um, it's not a good thing for a lot of people. I, heard, I can't remember how, much, how many trillions of dollars have been lost in the stock market. Trillions, with a T. Trillions of dollars. And I thought to myself, with my lightning quick mind, that my God, his system never failed. I don't have to be worrying if it's going to happen or not because, see, my God is faithful. My God looks over his word to perform it. If I do it God's way, I expect God to be working on my behalf to bring to me 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. <laughs> I'm expecting these things to happen. Are you listening to me? I said this the other day. I mean, I... <laughs> We have been believing God for I don't know how many years to see this church flourishing and growing. And thank God, I thank God for all of you and all who are part of this church who may be listening and so forth. Because the point I'm trying to say is, I was just talking to my daughter, Brooke, about this. She was talking about something else. And I just said to her, you know, Brooke, as your dad, but also as your pastor, I want you to realize this. Your mother and I have had many opportunities to give up and throw in the towel where this church is concerned. Many, many times we could have done that. There have been great struggles financially, spiritually, uh, challenges with people coming and going and stuff like that. And see, that I don't think a lot of times as, uh, and I, this is not directed at you, so don't think I'm talking about you, but if the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> no. I don't think a lot of times the people who are a part of a church understand what it means to a pastor when you come and your pastor pours his heart into yours. Trust in the Lord to speak to you what he wants to speak to you, to be led by his spirit and teach along the lines of what he wants you to teach. And we pour our lives into you. And, and listen, we pour our love into you. And then to have somebody get up and leave and get upset with us and get frustrated with us because of something stupid that I might have said. Or, you know, I made a joke that wasn't very funny that day and they got offended by it. And, and, and it's, or, or, or I, I, I teach along a lines that they have had taught something differently. And so they think that because I taught along those lines and they've already been taught this way, that what I'm teaching is wrong. And so they get frustrated or they get upset or they get offended and they leave. But see, I've always said this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you have aught with what I'm teaching or if, with anything I say, please don't just uproot and leave. Come talk to us. I want to talk with you. Let's go to the Bible and see what the Bible says. Because, see, I don't base my life upon what man says. I don't base my life upon the traditions of man. I don't base my life upon religion. I base my life upon what does the Bible say. That is the anchor to my soul. That is what I base my life upon. Are you hearing me? I have no idea why I'm on this right now. But I want you to realize, you know, I'm a human being. I know that's a deep thought. But I am, and I'm trying to get across something. 
I have feelings. Do you know your pastor has been in his office crying? I have times where I just am bawling my eyes out. And it's not always bad tears. A lot of times it's really, really good tears as I'm in his presence. My wife and I have been driving along lately and I'll start to share something and I'm just, I can't control it. I just start to cry. And of course, when I start to cry, it lets loose the tears. She started crying over here. The point I'm trying to get across is we are family. We're family. I believe in you guys. You want to know why I believe in you? Because he believes in you. And I want to do everything I can with his anointing on my life, with the grace of God, and with the gifts he's put in me to help you fulfill your destiny, to help you do everything he's planned and purposed for your life. We have so much to do for Jesus. Great, great, great harvest is coming in to this church. I've seen it happen over and over again. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not talking about, we've already had a check for $100,000 given to this church. And what we're believing God for next is a quarter of a million. I want to say that again because I just like the way it sounds. A quarter of a million dollars, $250,000. However, if somebody wants to get, go beyond that, go ahead. Give, five, give a half a million, give a million. Give six million, give 20 million. I guarantee you we're going to use it for the kingdom of God. I guarantee it. See, God has a beautiful place for us, this, this church. You know why I'm sharing these things with you? Because uh, the last couple of Sundays, I've been really struggling. I'm just opening my heart to you. Because I'm going, where are the people? Now, I'm not saying the church is empty right now or anything else, but it's like, what am I, and this is the thing that any, anybody should do is you examine your heart. What am I doing? What, what am I doing wrong? I mean, I, I've been to other churches, and I'm not trying to give uh, uh, Kelby and Riley and James a big head, but our worship is good. It's anointed. And, and, and so, you know, and I endeavor to, to study and prepare myself, and then, you know, and the people seem to be behind us and excited, and then where would they be? Where are they? And again, I'm not saying these things. I'm not coming against anybody who's watching right now. You're not here. I love you. I'm not trying to come against them. But what I'm trying to get across is when we, if we are a church family, how many know that every one of us has a role to play in this church? We need to find our place in this church, step into that position, and then when we do, when we come together, that's when we'll see growth in the body. Do you understand how I'm saying that? We are family. We are family. I'm so sorry. That was back in 1979, and the Pittsburgh Steelers won the World Series that year, and I was a big Steeler, no, Pittsburgh Pirates, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh Pirates won the World Series. Yep, there you go. So there, I just thought I'd throw that in for free. There you go. Woo. But listen, we love you. We believe in this church. We believe God has great things in store for this church. We believe God has great things in store for you. But you've got to position yourself to receive his blessings. That means you have to, what did we share during the offerings? You have to obey him and do what he's telling you to do. You have sometimes to step out in faith and do some stuff. I mean... <laughs> 
We have been sowing some seed lately, my wife and myself, in this church. And glory to God, do you know why we do it? Because we believe in the principle. We've seen it happen. We've seen it work for us over and over and over and over again. And that's why I'm excited. Because I know that God's, great th- God, God's got great things in store for us. Yesterday we had um, Shelly and, our, who was it? Shelly and who? Gordy. Gordy uh, Vance here. They are the ones that are running in, is it this area? Is that right? Over Belgrade area for, uh, for what now? He's the senator. He was here in the, in the buzz. And uh, they were having a little get together and a fellowship and everything else. And, and, and Joan and I, as well as the others that were there, we had an opportunity to pray over them. Glory to God. Now, I'm saying that for another reason. Because, see, I don't take those things lightly. I never think that I run into somebody by happenstance as a coincidence. I believe God sets these things up. They're called God opportunities. And I believe right now he kept coming back and he kept coming back to me. Man, I'm so thankful. This place is such a blessing. I just really enjoy this place. Thank you so much. If you ever need anything, you just let me know. I mean, on and on. He kept on going on and on. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm excited about that. The point I'm trying to make is, is that we're highly favored. God will bring people into our lives that are going to help our lives be better and achieve more. I believe that's true where this church is concerned. Amen. Plus, think about it. We got you here. Highly favored. See, that's, thank you. See, you guys should have got a little bit excited about that. See, I, I'm blessed because you're here. Amen. I'm, I, 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 oh, glory to God. I'm blessed to have every one of you in this church. I appreciate you guys so much. You are such a great blessing to me and to my wife. Is that not true? You want to stand up and cry or anything? Or? Okay. Hallelujah. Well, that was all for free today. Did you get something out of it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I got a good message, and I'm going to share it with you. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive some good eating? Hallelujah. We're going to have some good food today. This is going to nourish and strengthen your spirit, man. This is going to renew your mind. This is going to enable you to step out and do things you would never be able to do in and of yourself. How many believe that can happen today? How many, no, no, let me change it. How many expect that to happen today? <laughs> I do. Now, on and off for the past several weeks, we've been talking about faith in the power of God. Is it God's will for us to know about and to be able to take advantage of the power of God that is in us. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, he wants us to know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Glory to God, we got that kind of power in us right now. You've got resurrection power in you. This power is immeasurable, unlimited, far surpassing, greater than anything in this world. And that should get us excited, my friends. Ooh, we are a, 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 a faith powder keg going out into this world. And all it takes is one little flick of our faith, lights it up. Boosh, that power is activated, 
watch out. I said, watch out. We're going to be able to do the impossible. Do you want to do the impossible? Because <laughs> I really do. I, I'm gonna, I, I, I fully believe I'm going to. I'm going to do something. I mean, I, again, I was sitting in my, I was praying and I was sitting there and I, I, I was just, I was, I was in a crowd and I was preaching. I mean, church service and, and, and people were coming forward that were blind. And I was laying my hands on their blind eyes and, 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 and I stepped away from them. And they couldn't see. They're blind. They're blind. But I stepped away from them. And I said, how many fingers am I holding up? They would say the exact number they were able to see. And then I saw myself putting my hands in deaf ears. They couldn't hear anything. They're deaf. They can't hear. But all of a sudden, I put my, my fingers up, and I snapped my fingers, and they say, whoa, I heard that. And then I stepped further away, and I snapped my fingers. Oh, I can hear that too. And I stepped further away, and I did it again, and they could hear, glory to God. I saw people being pushed in on wheelchairs. I saw people being raised up, glory to God, and being able to walk again. They, they were so excited, they started to run. Before they were even walking, they were running. This is what you, you got to see it in here. You got to get it in here because that's what's getting me excited because I'm getting it in here. Oh, it's in me, glory to God. I'm expecting to see it out here. Mm -mm. This is some good eating. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh. Apostle Paul said this. I don't want people to have, get, have their faith in human wisdom or in my oratorical skills, my ability to debate. He said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why? That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How many believe that? I, and I, I, want you to, I really want you to answer this. Do you believe right now that you have faith in the power of God? See, if you've been coming to church over these past whatever amount, of, I guess this is part seven, around seven weeks, you've been hearing about this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I have faith in the power of God. Say that with me. I have faith in the power of God. Say this. I have faith. In this immeasurable, unlimited, and far-surpassing greatness, power of God, that's now in me. Oh. Mm, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I want to run right now. What? If I had oxygen, never mind. Now, one of the key statements I've made in this study is, Faith is the key to activating the power of God that's in us. Faith is the fuse that sets off the power of God. <laughs> in other words, if you want to take full advantage of the power of God that's in you, you not only have to hear about it, again, faith comes by hearing, you have to do something with that faith. And that led me to what I was talking about the next time. I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to say this. We activate the power of God through our faith. And I want, to, I want you to hear me. There's absolutely nothing you can face in this world that's greater than that power. Nothing. 
There is no sickness greater than the power, the healing power of God. There, there is no bondage that's, that's greater than the, the, the liberating power of God. There is no demon greater than the power of God. There is no, no sickness. Did you hear me? Did you hear that? There's no sickness. There's no disease greater than the power of God. And I know some people will be thinking, well, if I, only I could come in contact with the power of God. It's in you. It's in you. It's in me too. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Do you know the Bible talks about the Spirit of God? And we know Holy Spirit comes and takes up. He lives in us. He's in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is eternally defeated in this world. I got the greater one living in me. But you know, and I, I might have said this recently too, but man, it just bears repeating right now. One of the reasons he's in us is to quicken our mortal bodies. Mortal body. That word means death doomed bodies. The, the Holy Spirit is in me to bring life to this body of mine. I was dealing with some stuff last night and I was walking around, everybody gone to bed, and I'm just sitting and I start to speak it out. Holy Spirit, you quicken my mortal body right now. I'm not going to yield myself to start to believe negative things about me. I got the Spirit of God in me. He's quickening me. He's bringing life to me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and everywhere in between. I'm the, I'm the moon, glory to God. His life's flowing through me. And get that, what I just said. His life, his power is in me. And with my faith, I activate. Ooh, I said it before. You know, it takes a switch. If I had a switch over there, I could turn the lights out in here. And yet the power would still be there, wouldn't it? It's still there. But you got to flick the switch to activate the power, to turn on the lights. Same thing's true with the power that's in you and me. There is a switch that activates that power that's there. It's our faith. I said it's our faith. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm still on the introduction, hallelujah, and I'm having a good time. Woo! Now, last week, and this is what I was fixing to say a moment ago, we began to look at how we step out in faith. And I said this. We, in order to do this, first of all, everybody say first of all, we must hear from the Lord. Do you notice the Bible says faith comes by hearing and not by having heard we've got to be putting the word in us constantly not just when you come to church aren't you glad you go to a church that preaches the word of god though but you've got to keep it coming keep it coming keep it coming you want to if you don't like to read ask god to give you that grace to read because you need to read your bibles and even if you if you just i don't like to read i don't like to read well get those audio bibles or whatever it is you need to be hearing what the Bible says. You, I mean, who's that guy, that, that, that black gentleman that reads with that deep voice? James Earl Jones. He will read the Bible for you. It sounds nothing like that, but that's okay. But, but, but you need to be hearing it. You need to be hearing it. You need to hear from the Lord for yourself. You need to hear what he's telling you to do. And the moment he, you get that word of the Lord, the moment you hear from him, now comes the most important step. You need to do what he's telling you to do. It takes faith. It takes faith. 
And we started to look at that last week and look at the Great Commission. The Lord tells us to go into all the world. Is this true? He has commissioned, he has authorized us to go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. And what happens when we preach the gospel message? Because, see, the gospel message isn't just talking about getting saved. It's talking about a lot more than that. And we're going to see that in just a moment. But when you preach the gospel to people who aren't born again, then you should be expecting for them to get born again. That right there is a demonstration of the spirit and of power. If you're preaching to some people who are sick and, and, and they're hearing the words of the Lord where that's concerned, then glory to God, you should expect those people to be healed because the power of God to heal them is coming forth. And you should expect that they're going they're to get what they came for. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I tell you, the Lord has commissioned us and authorized us. Now it's up to us to step out in faith and do it and expect the results that Jesus said we would have. I always go back to that scripture. We shall lay hands. We who believe shall lay hands on the sick, and there's the great possibility they will recover. You've got that chance. It's just a chance, but you just never know. God may heal them and God may not. Does that what the Bible say? The Bible says we are to lay hands on the sick and they shall, shall. Everybody say shall. shall. That's a pretty strong word. When it says shall, that's what, and God's saying it, Jesus is saying it, that's what that means. It's coming to pass. They shall recover. Now, people have asked me, Pastor Dan, I've laid hands on people and they haven't been healed. Well, guess what? You're not the healer. You simply do what God's telling you to do. And many times, this is something Mark and I were talking about not too long ago. People need to be positioned to receive. Did you see what I just said? See, a lot of times we just want to lay hands on them. And we go, you don't have to ask if it's God's will for you to lay hands on the sick. Jesus just gave us his will concerning that. But this is where being led by the Spirit comes in. You have got to be led by the Spirit of God because many times he's going to want, lead us to share with them the gospel message. See, God didn't just save us to get our ticket into heaven. God also saved us to be healed, to be delivered, to be blessed. And, and the list goes on and on. I got it here in just a moment. Oh, my friends, it just literally comes down to us hearing from the Lord and then doing what he tells us to do. That activates the power. You're listening. I know that sounds so simple, doesn't it? Hear and do, hear and do, hear and do. It is that simple. Again, religion has complicated it. It's the simplicity of the gospel. God never meant for this to be some big, giant, incredible, you have to think out, you have to go to college, you have to get all these degrees in order to understand it. That's not, the, that's not the case. Aren't you glad? In fact, many times people who have all those letters after their names are really spiritually stupid. Whoa, Pastor Dan, that's kind of rude. That's, you know, I might be rude, but it's true. I mean, I'm just telling you, because they base everything upon what makes sense up here. If I was living out of here, I probably wouldn't be here. But I don't live up here. I live out of here. Are you hearing me? I live out of my heart. I'm a Christian. 
I've got the power of God in me. I've got God's life in me. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll get off of that. Then we looked at John chapter 2 where the miracle of uh, turning water into wine occurred. And that's where we saw Mary give us the key to the miraculous. She said, whatever he, speaking of Jesus, says to you, do it. You want to put that on a three-by-five card and keep it everywhere you go. Whatever the Lord says to me, I'm going to do it. Whatever the Lord says to me, I'm going to do it. I, if the Lord taps me on the shoulder and says, I want you to pay for their groceries behind you, you just simply nod your head and say, I'm going to do it. Oh, glory to God. If God's telling you when you're in Walmart and that person's pushing around in a wheelchair, I want you to go over there, lay your hands upon that young man, and I want you to declare him whole and healthy. Take him by the hand and raise him up. What are you going to do? Do it. Just do it. Nike stole that from the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. Go with me to Acts chapter 14. How long have I been going? I've just been going for five minutes. Great. This is another example of someone being healed by simply doing what they were told to do. First of all, look at uh, Acts 14, verse 3. This is speaking of Paul and Barnabas. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, who was bearing, the Lord was bearing witness to the word of his grace. Notice, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hand. Do you see that? What is God doing here? He's doing exactly what Jesus said would happen. He's confirming his word with accompanying signs and wonders. He wants to confirm the word in the lives of the people hearing the word. We've gotten to the place here in this country and other places in this world where all we do is preach the word, and that's all we expect. I, 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 you, I'm telling you, I'm sorry, that's not how it is for me. I'm going to preach the word, don't get me wrong, but I expect accompanying signs and wonders. You can ask her when I pray. I know when I'm praying what, how I pray. I expect because of the anointing on my life, when I open my mouth to speak, I'm going to speak forth as the oracles of God, and I fully expect accompanying signs and wonders to perform and guarantee the gospel message that I'm preaching. I'm expecting the signs and wonders. Now, some people might say, well, Pastor Dan, I don't see it happening all the time. How many of you are sick? How many of you are diseased? How many of you are, are, are bound? The point I'm trying to get to, if you don't need it, then why would I be doing it? That's why I always tell you, you need to get people in this place who don't know you, Lord, don't know the Lord. People who are sick. And disease. People who are lame. I've said it to you on so many occasions. You get the people in there and let God take over. It's not about me. It's about him. But I have a role to play in it. I still not only need to hear from him, but I need to do what he's telling me to do. But that activates the power. Boosh. Oh, we're gonna, you, you need to come back next week, Lord willing, Lord willing. I have a, the next part of this teaching. I, 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 when I first started to study it, I was like going, okay, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm studying it. And as I kept studying it, I, I'm about to cry right now because I know where I'm going. It's that powerful. 
You need to be here. You need to bring family and friends. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Paul and Barnabas had the Lord bearing witness to what they were preaching, granting to them signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Now look at verse 7. And they were preaching the gospel there. Now, what is the gospel message? I think a lot of times we really fail to understand and, and bring out the full meaning of that. It is that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the anointed one with the anointing on his life. And in Romans 1.16, we can see that it is the power of God to salvation. That word salvation comes from the Greek word soteria. I have no idea if it's, I'm saying it right, but it sure is fun to say it that way. Soteria. There's also soterion. I don't know, a variety of different ways to say there's different words that come out of the same Greek uh, word. That word salvation, it means forgiveness, healing, deliverance, safety, preservation, soundness, prosperity, happiness, and general well-being. It's all wrapped up in that one word. Whew. In other words, the gospel message is the power of God for forgiveness, for healing, for deliverance, for safety, for preservation, for soundness, for prosperity, for happiness, and for general, general well-being. That's what the apostle Paul and Barnabas were preaching to them. The gospel message. And obviously, they had to be a, been talking about the healing power of God because of what happens in the next verse. And in Lystra, a certain man, come here, Danny. Sit down. On the ground. All right. A certain man in Lystra. How you doing? Good to see you. Was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Think of that. Here's a man who had never walked before. Never taken one step. Had to be taken care of by probably his mom, his dad, friends siblings he's sitting and he's listening he's listening he's hearing the word of the lord he's hearing the word of the lord mm, thank you jesus this man heard paul speaking again what's paul's preaching what is he preaching the gospel of christ he's preaching the word of the lord Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Can faith be seen? You can see it. When faith gets on you, you can see it. Something changes, man. Your whole demeanor changes. Something's happening, man. Oh, glory to God. I never knew this. I never knew about that. I didn't know about Jesus doing these things. I didn't know that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. I didn't know that if he healed back then, he's still healing today. I, I, I didn't know that that's part of the salvation he's brought to this earth, to mankind. You see, this is this guy. He's listening to Paul. This is what he's, what do you think he's thinking? But he's thinking along the lines of, Lord, I'm hearing this, and I'm believing it. I'm believing it. He had faith. Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. 
But was he healed? No. He's still sitting there, isn't he? He had faith to be healed, but he's not healed, is he? There's still something he needs to do. Hear from the Lord and then do. Notice what happens here. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your faith. What? Stand up straight on your feet. Did I say faith? I thought I did. I was, <laughs> you basically are. <laughs> Stand up straight on your feet. The word, he's, he's, he's the messenger from God, has just given him the word of the Lord. Now, what could he have done? He could have just, he could have just stayed there, couldn't he? Don't you know that I'm crippled? Don't you know that I've never walked a day in my life? They brought me here. They carried me here. I've been carried everywhere I go. I can't even, I can't fend for myself. And you're telling me to stand up? He had faith to be healed. Paul gave him the word of the Lord to stand up, rise up. I am convinced when he heard this, that power of God activated him. And he started to do what he never had done before. He said, he's telling me to stand up. Glory to God, I've never walked before, I've never stood before, but I'm going to do this. This is impossible to me. I, it is, the world calls it impossible, but I got the word of the Lord. I'm going to stand on my feet. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. He started to accept it. He heard it. He accepted it, and then he acted on it. He stood to his feet. Do you think? He might have been having a good time at that point in time. This is the book of Acts. The book of Acts is still being written today. It is the very same church that's written in the book of Acts in the Bible is still the same church today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when you hear from the Lord and you act on what you've heard, you're going to get the same kind of results because it activates the power of God to bring to pass whatever it is you're believing in for. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! Go to Matthew chapter 12. Thank you. Hallelujah. I don't got much more. But you know how that goes. <laughs> Matthew chapter 12. We're looking at the word. We're looking at examples from the Bible. Amen. Uh, verse 9, Mark, Matthew 12, 9. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Does anybody have the, either the Amplified or the Passion Translation? You, which one do you have? Okay, just read what it says about his hand there. Matthew 12, it's on page, I have no idea. Do you have that up there? No. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I want you to get this picture in your mind about this man's hand. I mean, a lot of times we read something, we kind of just, just uh, the, boom, boom, boom. verse 10. <laughs> Here, I'll read it. I got, I got it. Here you go. 
That's fine. Twelve. I've got mine on, praise you, Lord. This is some of the most small writing you've ever seen. No, I'm going to read it. I want to read it. Thank you, Lord. Why are y'all guys way over there? Okay, here he goes. Y'all having fun yet? Listen to what it says. Then Jesus left them and went into the synagogue where he encountered a man who had an atrophied, paralyzed hand. It's a hand that can't be used. It's like basically like this. It's like a claw, yeah, claw hand. He can't do nothing with it. He can't move anything. It's paralyzed. Do you understand that's what's happening here? And so notice, and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? That they might accuse him. Isn't that sad? That they might accuse him for healing somebody. Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Paralyzed. He, how, how, how can he stretch out his hand? He's paralyzed. He's never been able to. I mean, it's, I don't know if it was how long he's been like this, but at this point in time, he can't move it. But Jesus tells him to do something. He's hearing the word of the Lord. I can see this man. Cause see, I, see, he's hearing all these, these religious folks trying to get Jesus and trap Jesus and trying to get him to do something they think can come, you know, bring him down. And, and he's listening. And, and he's talking. And he's kind of thinking to himself, no, come on, Jesus. Come on now. I, I believe you can heal on the Sabbath. I know you can heal on the Sabbath. Jesus, I believe it. I believe it. I know I'm here. I, and, and, and Jesus says, stretch forth your hand. And I believe he started to do it, and he got to the place where he always was able to get to in his own strength, when all of a sudden, the power of God kicked in, and boom, his hand healed. He started to do what the Lord told him to do. It activated the power of God in his life, and he was healed. Power of God. Power of God. Power of God. It's in you. Do you see why the devil doesn't want us to know about this? Because, see, so many people have preached a weak God, a, a weak gospel. They, they just preach that all we need to do to stroke your, your, your emotions, make you feel better, and never do anything to help the people who are sick and broken down and bound and discouraged and, and on and on and on. That's not my God. That's not my Jesus. That's not the message of Christ. He has put in us the very same power that he operated in. No, oh, glory to God. That's why Jesus said, he who believes, he who believes on me, oh, Lord, see, I'm getting this by the Holy Ghost right now. He who believes on me, look, we're hearing from him. We believe on him. What he's saying to us, he shall do the works that I have done. I'm swimming in the glory right now. It's so good. Oh, hallelujah. This will bring him glory. When we get a hold of this and we go out into the world, I'm not saying to act flaky or stupid. 
I'm saying we do what the Lord tells us to do. And they're going to be, no, can I just throw this in for free right now because I'm going to? There are going to be sometimes the Lord tells you to do something in the natural. I just recently passed a kidney stone. And if a man has never passed a kidney stone before, they say it is the equivalent of a woman giving birth to a baby or the closest that a man can experience that kind of pain. It hurted a lot. <laughs> and, 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 and so once that happened and everything else, up to that point for the last, I don't know how long it's been, Ron can attest to this, but um, I've been drinking energy drinks. And, and I don't drink a bunch of them. I drink one a day. And I had it set up. My wife can attest to this. I would work out, and after I got down working out, I'd pull my energy drink out and sit down and watch a little bit of the news while I put my energy drink in my body. Then Sean kept on trying to come to me and say, I did a whole teaching on this. I wrote a whole essay. It was a wonderful teaching. And if you would not, should not do that. No, no, no. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> he did do that, though. Didn't you do a whole essay on that or whatever it's called, paper on it? But, 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 but then my wife said, you need to stop drinking these energy drinks. Oh, honey, come on. I'm just drinking one. And, the, and, and, and then my kids kept coming to me. Dad, you, you need to stop doing that. You need to stop drinking those energy drinks. I'm fighting it all because I like my energy drink after I work out. I like it. And, and they kept telling me. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. She loves me. My kids love me. God loves me. And God is ministering to their hearts to say to me, you need to stop drinking these energy drinks. And Kelby can attest this. Sorry, Kelby, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I gave Kelby all my energy drinks. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry. Anyway, I'm not trying to get Kelby in trouble. The point I'm trying to say is this. It was something the Lord spoke to me to do. And because I've done it, I firmly believe that I will never have another kidney stone in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes it's something simple from the Lord that you need to do. You go to bed with your fan on and you sleep without a shirt, men, and you lay in that bed and all of a sudden that wind's blowing on you and you wonder why you wake up with a sore throat. Could it be as simple as putting a T-shirt on or turning the fan off or whatever the case is? I can't do that or I wouldn't be able to sleep with my wife because she has to have the fan on. Anyway, praise the Lord. Finally, in conclusion, in conclusion, listen to this one. I love this story here. But can you, before I get there, can you, can you envision, can you envision this man with the withered hand? Come here, David, stand up. You, you be Jesus. And you tell me, stretch forth my hand, stretch forth your hand. And it stretches forth. What do you think he's going to do with that hand? I mean, I've been looking, I've been looking at Jesus going like, I've been going, what up, Lord? <laughs> Woo! Get a high five from him, hallelujah. All right, that was all for free. Uh, verse 25 of Matthew 14. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. Sorry. It is a ghost. I think this is so funny. And they cried out for fear. Ah! Ah! It doesn't say one of them. It says they. His disciples are on that boat freaking out. Freaking out. They've been out on this, this sea before. They've been fishing on this sea a lot of time, and they've never seen somebody walking at them. They're freaking out. Ah! 
Yeah, I like to imagine these things. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Right there is a word of the Lord for these, these disciples. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, <laughs> if it's you, command me to come to you. He's looking at his disciples and Jesus says, come. And what does Peter do? He steps out of the, the boat. And when Peter had come down of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, I know the Bible's telling us he walked on the water. But see, I don't think in reality that's the truth of this. I mean, don't sound so wrong, Lord. I believe there's more to this than just that. I believe that he was walking on the power of God found in that one word from Jesus, come. And when he stepped out of that boat, he stepped on that power of God that had been activated because he was doing what he was told to do. And he began to do something that no man had ever done before except Jesus. He began to walk to Jesus. He began to walk on water. What do you think his other disciples are doing? You see, you see Peter's, he's walking on the water. Can you believe this? I mean, what would you be doing? I would want to be Peter. I would want to be walking on the water. I would be turning around and saying, look, I'm walking on the water. I'd be having a good time. But something happens, isn't it? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Did Peter do something that was impossible to do? How did he do it? He heard from the Lord, and he stepped out and did it. Is it that simple? It is. It is. Thank you, Lord. We can do the impossible. We can do the miraculous. We can heal the sick. We can deliver the bound. We've got God's power in us. It is immeasurable, unlimited, and for surpassing greater than anything else in this world, in this universe. I was just thinking about this the other day. This is on a little rabbit trail, but it's a good one. I was just thinking about God and his power that's in us. And I, 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 I know I've, I've said this before, but just, oh, just one of those times where I just go, boosh. One of those times when the, the spirit of God just hits you with a boosh. And it went off in my heart, boosh. And I don't know why I'm keeping saying it, but boosh, it's going off in my heart. And, 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 and I started to remind myself that he is omnipotent. Omnipotent. That word means all-powerful. All-powerful. There is no power greater than his power. And that power is in you and me. Ooh, ooh. Now, the rest of the story goes on to show us what we shouldn't do after we start to do the miraculous. Verse 30 says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Didn't Jesus say, do not be afraid? He saw that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him, and he said to him, Oh, you of little faith, what did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. What happened when Jesus, and excuse me, when, when Peter started to walk on the water? His focus was where? He was on Jesus and on the word he had spoken to him. But then all of a sudden, he allowed himself to be distracted by the things around him. 
Are you listening? He began to see that wind, and basically feel the wind, but saw the waves. I mean, they're probably, the water's probably splashing up on him, and he get, enters into fear. What happens when we enter into fear, when we allow fear to come on us and get in us? It dissipates the power of God. Isn't that amazing? Do not be afraid. That's the word of the Lord. Do not be afraid. Yet he entered into fear. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? He caught, Jesus taught us, right? He uses this occasion to teach us all something. If you want to do the impossible, we must hear from the Lord. Then we must do what he's directed us to do. And the very moment we step out in faith to do it, we can expect the power of God to be activated so we can do the miraculous. But that's when we must keep our focus on Jesus and the word he's spoken to us. Do not take your eyes off of Jesus because the devil will be sure that he's going to bring circumstances against you to try to get you over into fear and to try to tell you that it's not working. If you have heard from the Lord, know this, God is faithful to do what he said he's going to do. No matter what, this is a, a, a lesson in faith. We live by faith and not by sight. We do not allow what we see or how we feel to determine how we live. We live by faith. What does the Bible say? And again, when you hear from Jesus, there's nothing that anybody can say to you that trumps that. And when you say, Jesus, you said it, that settles it. I choose not to believe it. And because I believe it, I'm going to act on it. And when I step out and do it, boosh, the power of God is active. To bring to pass what you are believing for. Are y'all getting this? Isn't this just kind of make rocking your world? Because this is rocking my world. This is getting me happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, peppy, peppy. Oh, thank you, Toru. That's what my little girl says to me, Emmy. Happy, peppy, happy, peppy. I'm a happy guy. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, um, I want you all to catch this. I believe this is a word from the Lord right now for such a time as this. I believe that God is wanting us to step up and do the very things we were supposed to be doing from the very beginning. See, the, the, the early church did these things. They, they, they performed miracles and signs and wonders. We're the same church, same Holy Ghost, same power of God. Oh, friends, do you want to do these things for Jesus? Do you think, do you think that that's going to help bring in the end time harvest? Big time. When they come to see that our God is just not about words, but he backs his word up with divine power to bring to pass what's being spoken. I'm convinced of it. I see it throughout his word. And I'm going to tell you this. Thank you, Jesus. God loves you. God has chosen you. He picked you out to be a part of him, his, his family. You've been adopted into the family of God. You're his child. 
you're the apple of his eye but just as much as you are that to him so are all those people out there in the world who are lost and dying they've been blinded by the enemy and they do not recognize the glory of God that we have had the opportunity the privilege the honor to experience that's why we need to trust him and go into all, all the world preach the gospel to those who believe they shall be saved to those who don't they shall be condemned their choice but the point I'm trying to make is we are called to hear and then to do and then to expect the power of God to be to, to be activated to be to blow up so to speak amen good things good things are in store for us for this church for the body of Christ I know there's so much junk going on in this world it seems to be getting darker and darker it seems like the devil has the upper hand it's not true he's already defeated he's already defeated our Lord and Savior has already whooped them and that's why when we go out into this world we go out authorized authorized by the King of Kings to do the very same works he did if we will simply hear from him and then do we can expect to get the same kinds of results every one of you every one of you but you got to start talking to him and praying with him and then telling him God I got to get it in here I got to get it in here first because when I get it in here then I'm gonna have it out here and I'm gonna be doing the very things you told me I'm supposed to be doing amen are y'all getting this and this kind of just gets you excited. We were, we were born in this earth for such a time as this. Miracles, signs and wonders. Yes. Remind me to share something with you later. What the Lord's been sharing with my heart. Hallelujah. Sorry, it's just between us. <laughs> Unless the Lord wants me to share it at a later time, I will. Hallelujah. It's got me excited in my spirit. I said it's got me excited in my spirit. Woo! To make a difference in this world for Jesus. Do you know he loves you? Do you know you're going to see him very soon face to face? I was just thinking about that too. I'm 60 years old. If I live another 40 years, what is that in comparison to eternity? That's not even a drop in the bucket. That's a little tiny little piece of the water dropping in the bucket. I don't have much time left on this earth if the Lord Jesus is coming. I get to see Jesus face to face. But in the meantime, I'm going to be about his business. How about you? Let's rise and be the church. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's rise up and be the body of, the, of Christ in the earth today. Let's be his hands. Let's be his feet. Let's be his mouth. Let's do what he's told us we're supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for the love you have for us. We do thank you that you believe in us and have chosen us to be a part of your family. We are accepted in the beloved. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord. 
We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are containers of your power, the power of God that is now in us. It is immeasurable, unlimited, and far surpassing great. Hallelujah. We are going to spend time with you, quality time with you, Lord, to hear from you. And when, once we hear from you, Lord, we're going to do, do what you're telling us to do. Hallelujah. And we believe as we do that, step out in faith and do that, that power shall be activated to bring to pass what we're stepping out to do. We thank you, Father, that you allowed us to be born for such a time as this. We are determined, determined to make a difference in this world for Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring you glory and honor in and through the lives you've given to us. We are sold out to you, Jesus Christ. Everybody say, I'm sold out to Jesus. I'm going to live all my days for Jesus Christ. I'm going to do the works of Jesus. Because I believe on him. I'm going to hear from the Lord. And I'm going to do whatever it is the Lord tells me to do. And I fully believe that when I step out and do what the Lord has told me to do, I'm going to get results. The power of God shall be activated. And there's nothing greater than the power of God that's now in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Everybody was having a good time repeating that with me, except for one person. I was boring. <laughs> I'm messing, 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 messing. Did you guys get something? Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. This is the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll come back next week. Be praying. Expect for good things to happen. I'm telling you, there's a word the Lord has for us. And woo, it's a good one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, again, I just pray special blessing over these people now. May their hearts, may their hearts, I just believe their hearts have received the word that has come forth. And Lord God, they're going to keep stirring it up. They're going to go back and study this out. They're going to keep hearing the word, hearing the word. And they're going to expect to hear from you. Once they do so, Lord, they're not going to hesitate, but they're going to step out by faith and in your grace and do, do what it is you're telling them to do. I thank you for this now. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Love you much.